It had been a week. Vikas's productive daily routine was gone. Not having any work to occupy his mind began to filter through to everything else. Often he had to dig through thoughts to arrive at the one he needed. He became very aware of the sentences he left hanging midway through his conversations. It was just a slight edge, but it was gone. Everything felt dull. He needed to keep his mind occupied. Anirudh had made it clear that the campaign no longer needed him. Pratibha would handle it. Still, it was difficult for him to let go. He had sent three text messages to Pratibha and Parag. They were probably in the middle of a hectic day in the studio, but he still waited anxiously for a response. It was not like he missed being around them, he told himself. It was like a nursery rhyme with the last few words missing. The words didn't matter. He needed to finish the bar. The rhythm had to be completed. It was a Thursday. He knew because he'd been looking forward to it. After his meeting with Anirudh, he had apologized to Priyanka for not calling her. She brushed it off and they had agreed to meet. He was looking forward to meeting someone who was completely disconnected from his life. It had become a rarity. He surprised himself when he agreed to travel all the way to Lower Perel to meet her. Over the past month or so, he had become used to the commute. He no longer had Mithun to take him there. He jumped into a taxi. He was close to his destination when his phone buzzed. It was a long message. Mr. Das, I believe our payments to you have been cleared. As far as we're concerned, your role in this campaign has been fulfilled. We thank you for your service. Please note that you are to make no further attempts to contact me, any staff from the office or my friends. Given your violent history, I do not feel it is appropriate for you to be interacting with them in an environment that can't be monitored. Thank you. He had been eager for a response from Parag. This wasn't the message he'd expected. It was best not to respond immediately. The anger swelled up inside him. The trip was quicker than he'd anticipated. He was in Lower Perel with half an hour to spare. His first instinct was to find a bar and pour alcohol over the resentment. What right did Parag have to tell him who he was permitted to keep in touch with and who he had to discard from his life? He noticed his fist was tightly clenched. Good sense prevailed. He decided to wait until he had some company before he got his first drink. He needed a distraction. Until he met Priyanka, the task fell to the mall he walked towards. The toilet at the mall had some stalls that were spacious enough for him to roll a joint in. He had already scouted some space in the parking lot nearby. It seemed like a safe place to smoke. With the THC in his blood for insulation, he walked across the outdoor courtyard, surrounded by restaurants, stores and the mandatory movie theatre. The stage had been built in the centre of the courtyard. It was impossible to ignore. It drew the swarm of people towards it. Vikas spotted the staircase that led to a level that housed designer boutiques and fine dining restaurants. For some reason, the change in decor formed an invisible barrier that kept most of the swarming crowds downstairs off that level. He wasn't interested in the stores, but he went up the stairs. He found a good vantage point to watch the b-boying contest on the stage below. The beat breakers were all set to take on new school. The kids looked the part. They were probably just teenagers. They'd obviously put a considerable amount of effort into their wardrobe. 
the MC did his best to eke out a response from the crowd that gathered around the stage. They seemed more interested in free samples of the energy drink being handed out. Give it up guys, this is real underground talent. These are the guys that are making the scene. This is not your Bollywood item number. These are the guys pushing the boundaries of Indian underground b-boying, the MC yelled. Clearly, he was used to a different crowd. Priyanka texted him to say that she was done with work. Vikas walked across to the bar they had agreed to meet at. He didn't have to wait long before she sauntered in through the door. What's up? She said as they hugged each other. How have you been? Asked Vikas. They settled down into their seats. I've been good. You say? Where have you been? How come you didn't call the other day at the gymkhana? You picked that old man over me. That was work. He was a client. I don't even know what you do nowadays. Still working in advertising? Yep. What about you? I'm working with my dad, yeah. Import-export. Priyanka was one of the few friends Vikas made in college. His full-time job with Akshay meant he didn't have much time for the social aspects of college life. He didn't mind at all. Priyanka had tried to get him more involved with her friends. Every time he was invited to a night out, he used work as an excuse to get out of it. He preferred going out with Akshay's friends in their mid to late twenties over his classmates hell-bent on partying. They went through their first round of drinks quickly. What are you saying? Priyanka said, waving her arms. Her well-fitted buttoned-up shirt seemed to restrict her range of motion, but it didn't bother her. You know, half our class is married, right? You remember Vinay, the chubby guy? He has two kids now. They aren't even toddlers, I think. They're four and seven. Really? I had no idea. What about you? Found a girl yet? When are you getting married? No girl and all. Fuck this marriage and shit. How do you manage to keep your parents off your case, yeah? I stalled for a long time, but last year, I had to start meeting boys and all. She stopped briefly to order some food. I'm sorry, but I have to order something veg. It's Thursday today, na? You can get some chicken starters if you want. I think I'll get the cheesy nachos. Nachos are fine, man. So tell me about these boys you're meeting. Anyone interesting? Yeah, sort of. As in, he's based in Singapore. He seems fun. You'll probably get along with him. He's a creative type. Doesn't work in advertising or anything, but he loves music. Only thing is, I don't know if I want to move to Singapore. I spend some time there and the bars and restaurants are great, but you know, there's no help to run the house and all there. How does this arranged thing work? Vikas asked. So first, the agency sends you the files. I went through them and I picked the boys I wanted to meet. They make sure that all of them come from well-off families. This agency even matched our kunlis and all. If both people are ready to meet, the agency lets us know and we meet. Meet like a date? Yeah, sort of. We went for coffee most times. I didn't end up meeting most of them a second time. How does that work? You tell them this is not working? No, no, you have to go back and discuss it with your parents and together we tell the agency. Then they send the next lot. What is this agency? Are they are like the people you go to, they sit with you, uh, understand what you're looking for and find your matches. So, are they cool people? What if you have to tell them one of the guys you meet is bad in bed? What? How cheap? I don't sleep with any of these guys. Yeah, it's just one date. But then what if you choose a guy and he ends up being bad in bed? I'm looking for a husband, not a one-night stand. How can you only think of sex? How can you not think of sex when you have to marry the guy? Wait, 
will you only end up hooking up after you're married? No, it's not like that. I mean, with these guys, it's different. I guess we have to start dating and all first. Like the one in Singapore I met, I met a few times. I guess if it works, it works. It just seems a little odd to me. Listen, when you grow up and start looking for something long term in your life, now you'll understand. Vikas didn't respond. He didn't see the need to defend his choices. If not being in a serious relationship at his age didn't align with the definition of success, so be it. He had more pressing concerns. For the time being, however, he was enjoying the variety the conversation provided. It was amazing. I pulled out 10 cards and as I was pulling them out, I could see my life unfold. The first one was this guy with two swords crossed. Apparently it means confusion and being bogged down by decision. Then there was this one with all these coins. Then there was actually five coins which is my number. So basically the lady told me that there will be turmoil at first. Then I needed to find my center. and we were talking about my relationship with that guy she was telling me that he's very rooted to his family you know he needs to be around them it centers him if we can manage that then start a family money will pour in it was amazing i was thinking i was going to tell her things about me but she was telling me this stuff and i was just like what so then are you going to settle down with him vikas asked He was enjoying the story too much to let his disdain for tarot cards and any other alternative beliefs get in the way. See, he's not too keen on moving out of his parents' house. I want us to live separately. I mean, they're a little old school and I can't sit at home all day, you know. I just need my space. Of course. Also, what if you realize that he's mad good in bed and you're moaning like a mad person? that might get awkward shut up ya you know numerology wise we are very compatible the lady i went to thinks we'll have great chemistry what you're trusting her you don't know for yourself are that she found through numerology i mean the tarot is new even to me but you can't argue with numerology that is mathematical numbers don't lie Vikas nodded. There was no point in arguing about how twenty-one and three were different numbers, and it didn't mean the same thing. Numerology might not have been the same as mathematics, but it had its tentacles around her. She truly believed. There was no need to knock her faith. The evening was pleasant, but not memorable. He'd met a friend from college. It helped distract him from the anger he felt. He knew he wouldn't meet her any time soon. Nishad sat across from Vikas and poured two glasses of beer from a pitcher. She had already expressed her dismay at his absence over the past month. That was behind them. So, say fast. What is this said about? She asked with a smirk on her face. You'll know in a bit. What's the hurry? Let me build my courage in peace, he said. So cute. You actually worked on a set. What did they do to you at that office? Do you just need to make an ass of yourself? Tell me, I'll handle that. Did you actually sign up to this open mic in advance and all? Listen, you better not be fucking with me now. I'm excited, huh? What's with all the questions? Calm down, man. Just trying something new in life. I promise this is not an attempt at a career in stand-up. For fuck's sake, man! If you're depressed, see a shrink. This sounds like a midlife crisis. You know that most comics are depressed, right? It's not really a good cure to depression. Don't be an asshole man deal with it it's happening I'm just asking why 
Is there a girl who told you that she would love to hook up with a comic or something? I can't understand why you would go up and try and tell jokes. You know I love you but you're not exactly a funny guy. I mean you do shit that I laugh at, but that is just because you do stupid shit. Thanks for the pep talk. Is it done? It had been an impulsive decision to sign up for the open mic night. Vikas was looking for something to occupy himself with. Once he committed to it, he had to put his limited abilities to work so he didn't embarrass himself. That was his only benchmark. He hoped it wasn't memorable. There was no way he was going to admit to the effort and preparation that had gone into his set. Okay, okay, but seriously all your shit with the party's over. Your police case is gone, Nishad asked. Yes, I think so. Basically the guy I was doing this for asked me to fuck off. The guy who is supposed to smooth things over with the cops is traveling. So I have to call him in a few days when the campaign goes live. I'm assuming he will sort it out. They did pay me and all. Well, that's not very convincing but upward and onward I guess. Can't you get something in writing from them? Nish, a political party will not sign something that says I absolve you of your shit and you won't get arrested. Don't be smug with me fucker there's absolutely no need. Okay okay but here's the weirdest part. The last thing he said was don't call any of the people at the office or any of my friends. You have a violent history. What an odd thing to say right? Why were you hanging out with his friends? I met them at this event I had to go to. And and nothing he told me not to call them. Were any of them girls you were hitting on? I wasn't hitting on them I was just talking. Okay, he was right. If I was him, I would tell you to stop hitting on my girlfriends as well. Nothing odd about it at all. I'm sure his friends are way out of your league anyway. Don't get into stupid shit. It was a short walk across to the bar that was hosting the open mic. Vikas hurried through the final 50 meters or so. The beer had made its way through him and he had a pressing need to use the restroom. A technician was adjusting some of the lights around the stage. No music played over the speakers. The only sound came from a young guitar player. He sat on a bar stool surrounded by a group of people strumming a bluesy rhythm. The girl sitting next to him pointed up or down to indicate any changes she wanted. The guy looked like he was barely 20. He seemed like the go-to person for anyone looking for an impromptu jam. "I would like to register. I was told I have a slot," Vikas Das. Vikas said to the girl at the registration desk. She looked through some sheets and nodded. Are all your friends here she asked. One of them is the rest will get here eventually I guess. Okay I can't register you until your friends pay the entry charge she said. Can I just pay it? You can just take the names down. The girl agreed. The last lot is open if you want it she said. No thanks. I'll take one of the earlier ones before you guys get full. Sure you can go on after Elaine. She's doing some spoken words say around 9:30. Perfect. Wow, you got a guest list? Nishad asked. She watched as he put down names on a sheet of paper. I paid for all your entry, Vikas responded. So you literally have to pay for us to watch you. Are we already expecting the worst? Vikas didn't bother replying. To your fabulous career as a depressed cunt, Nishad said, raising a fresh glass of beer. The first act was just getting ready to start. The two of them found a spot at the bar. It was at a safe distance from the stage and the community of performers that gathered just in front of it. They were extremely enthusiastic, encouraging each other with loud cheers. They were also much younger. Vikas stayed away. 
ओए यू बेटर नॉट फर्गेट अस वंस यू आर दिस बिग रिच स्टैंड अप कॉमिक हाँ अ फेमिलियर वॉइस कॉल्ड आउट हर्ष लेड अ ट्रेन ऑफ पीपल मेकिंग दे वे टू द बार कपल वॉक्ड बिहाइंड हिम विद गर्मा एंड आरिफ इन टो लॉन्ग टाइम आरिफ सेड ही गिव विकास अ हग आई कैन फकिंग वेट फॉर यू टू गेट अप देर फकर कपल सेड इट्स बैड इनफ यू गाइज आर ह्योर डोंट से शिट लाइक दैट अराउंड आरिफ ही स्टिल पोलाइट इनफ नॉट टू बी अ चूथ विकास सेड Hey I'm glad to be here we can decide on the chuth parafit at the end of the night Arif said it was the first time all of them had been together since the funeral Vikas was glad to have them around even though the banter was at his expense Arif seemed to fit into the conversation nicely If any of you fuckers start heckling me I swear I'll throw a mic stand at you Vikas said No that's for when we throw bags of piss at you I mean let's be honest you're not a funny guy in general couple said as the girl who manned the registration desk got on to stage to introduce the next act vikas found a moment alone with garima don't bring up a sister today please she said i didn't plan to man but listen i can see it's going well don't want to fuck it up for you i just had a good time with her the other day that's all nothing happened yes just wait on it if this goes well i'll see if i can help you with that I'd rather you don't help. You're no good with that kind of stuff. She smacked him on his shoulder. He knew the two of them had made their peace. The next person on stage was a young man with an unkempt beard. Warm supportive applause rang out. Clearly nervous, he unfolded a piece of paper from his pocket and began to read some poetry. It was a morbid piece about embracing death with joy. It seemed a little intense, but then again, he seemed a little young. Ah, to be 18 one by one participants took the stage some of them were better than the others the regulars were easy to spot they got the biggest receptions either that or some of them had managed to convince more friends to come and watch them perform vikas joined the applause after each act finished in most cases he was just being polite though there was one act he particularly enjoyed A young rapper filled his 10-minute allotment with some freestyle verse in Gujarati. Gujarati didn't seem like a language that lent itself to hip hop. Still as the bass came cascading out, Vikas was captivated. The boy had flow that made up for Vikas's inability to understand the language. A powerful rendition of Joe Cocker's You Can Leave Your Hat On was coming to an end. It was near certainty that the girl singing had been part of a church choir at some point in her life. He wrestled the urge to join his friends outside. One quick hit before it was his turn. Next up is Elaine sharing a spoken word performance she has never shared before. The host announced. Vikas knew his turn was close. He sat facing the stage as anxious as he'd been through the evening. Elaine walked up to the mic and jumped straight into it. This piece is called Just Like You. You and I were not that different. If I had a smile to give, I'd share it just like you. If I had a tear to shed, I might hold it back just like you. If I had dreams to live, I'd hold on to them so tight, hoping against hope they don't slip away just like you. If I had doubts in my head, words to be said, little children to be fed, I'd toss and turn in bed, driving myself mad with thoughts that loop in circles and go nowhere, just like you. 
there will come a day when i'm old and i look back at a life lived full of joy and sorrow unfulfilled desires and cherished memories that no one can take away a life with broken promises and relationships good bad everlasting i will look back just like you when the going gets tough i look for help i look for help from a higher power i call this power by a different name and the symbol on my door frame is not the same but i look up just like you when i'm with my lover i feel touch my hair might be a different color my skin not the same as another but i feel just like you I open my eyes and I can see with the same eyes that look nothing like yours I see hope and joy I see pain and flaws I see divides in a race that should be won I see hate and anger stemming from absolutely no rationale I see unthinkable acts committed every day and yet I look I look for a glimmer of light I look for the good in us, the warm embrace from a stranger in a crowd, a helping hand from behind a shroud. When I open my eyes, I see what about you? For a moment, the room fell into complete silence. Elaine looked up from the floor. The coy smile on her face was a distinct change from her powerful voice. "Thank you," she said. She walked off to resounding applause. fuck that's a tough one to follow vikas thought he looked around the room and saw his friends weren't back it was his turn to get on stage with the spotlight in his eyes the room looked very different the audience were just silhouettes he couldn't see the expressions on their faces their murmur was drowned out by the pounding of his heart i love you vikas he heard nishad shout from a corner couple followed not to be outdone take it off Not all of it though. His opening act got a few giggles. He placed his beer on a bar stool that had been left on stage. If it works for Doug Stanhope. Hello, good evening. My name is Vikas. He started tentatively. A loud hoot and applause came from his friends. I'd like to start off by being very honest with you guys. This is my first time behind a mic. A spattering of polite applause followed. No, no, this is not for you to applaud the effort or any such shit. I just want you guys to be aware of the possibilities tonight holds. The first possible scenario is one that you guys should be very excited about. So if this comedy stuff goes really well for me and I become this really rich big comedian doing specials for HBO in a sold out Madison Square Garden, you guys will get a lot of money for your shitty pictures of Vikas Das's first ever show. That and a lot of I was there bragging rights, he said, making air quotes with his fingers. So I'm going to take 5 seconds out of my allotted 10 minutes and let you guys take some pictures. He paused and posed awkwardly. Now remember, you guys all owe me 30% of whatever those pictures fetch you whenever you sell them, okay? He paused to take a long sip from his drink sitting on the bar stool. Now that is possible, but there's always a but, and this is where you can tell if you are a glass half full or half empty type of person. I've also been drinking pretty heavily, I won't lie. There are more than a few nerves. So what I'm trying to say is that there's a good chance some of you, especially those of you in the front few rows, might need to rush out of the way if you see any puke coming. Don't come to me later and tell me you weren't warned. Consider this my legal disclaimer. It is possible that you might find some puke on your feet. To be more specific, it's going to be chili chicken and beer. More supportive applause rang out. 
Oh, and by the way, if you make some money by putting that video of me on YouTube, I would like 50% of that money. His eyes were focused in a bit of tape lying on the floor. He couldn't tell where the applause came from, but it didn't matter. He just needed to get through his set. Now that we've got the financials out of the way, let's get started. Do you guys like superhero movies? He paused for a few boohoos from the crowd. I love them. My only problem with them is I wish there was more in them. You know what I mean? I mean, we know what's behind the mask, but I watch a lot of reality TV. I want more access. We all see these badasses beating up the bad guys and saving the world and shit, but that's it. These people still try to live human lives. That's the part nobody gets to see. Their real life shit. Between the end of the world type days, they have to have days when they just have normal boring lives. What the fuck do they do between two save the world events? They still have to do some real things, right? I can put money on the fact that there's got to be one night where Batman only has to deal with street-level drug dealers. You know, an easy night out, no biggie. I wonder if he gets on the bat radio and goes, Alfred, what's for dinner? I feel like some tacos. He cupped the mic and resorted to his best impression of Kristen Bale's Batman. You busted those marijuana dealers again, didn't you, Master Bruce? I've told you so many times, you don't need to smoke their product to tell where it came from. We know it's the fucking scarecrows. His impression of Alfred was just a bad British accent. We need to be sure there's no other player in the market, Alfred. Plus, motherfucker, the scarecrow has some mad shit, bro. Now, how about those tacos? A few people shit. I mean, he is the owner of a multi-billion dollar empire and the foremost crime fighter in the DC universe. Yes, I said it. He is number one, not Superman. But I'm sure he knows good stash. I mean, he spent time in the mountains with Razal Ghul meditating. This time, the air quotes were accompanied by a smirk. It's a tough job being billionaire Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. I wonder how many days off he gets. What does he do when he's just sick? I mean, a little trickle of snot flowing down from the mask is fucking disgusting. Even if you're Batman. There have to be days when he just calls in sick, right? Look, Freeze, I'm not feeling too hot today. Bit of a cold. Can we put this on ice just for today? He said it in his husky voice, stopping to sniffle and wipe the imaginary snot off his face. Did you guys catch all the puns? He asked before going back to the voice. But yeah, so not today, Freeze. But Batsy, I'm already at the bank. He revealed his Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Well, okay, why don't we do this? You take 20,000 in cash today, make your threats and shit, whatever you got to do, but don't kill anyone. We'll reschedule for when you need to make the real big score and we'll do our entire song and dance. I'll even take the boat out if you feel like doing this out in the water. He was alternating between voices. It was difficult to tell if the crowd was with it. Hmm. Okay, I could give a couple of boys a day off as well, but then I'll freeze as many cops as I want. Sure, just don't kill them. He hung up the imaginary phone, thumb and little finger stretched out in opposite directions. Another call followed. Hello, Gordon. I'm not going to make it to the bank today, but don't stress. Me and Freeze figured this out. He's only taking 20 grand and nobody will get hurt. Well, a few cops will get frozen, so only send the boys that need to be put in line. No, no, nothing lethal. They will be fine as soon as you thaw them out. We'll do the big showdown another day, eh? Sure, I'll ask Robin to swing by and show face. I'll make sure it doesn't look too easy for him. Oh, what was the name of that taco place you were telling me about? Because broke character to address the audience again. 
It's a tough job being a superhero man. Nobody can do it 24/7. Jeez, it's tough. You know, those are things that really make you wonder. I mean, don't we all love these fancy ass gadgets he has? So much tech mooch from Win Enterprises, right? All this computing software, hardware, all the CSI shit that's taking fingerprints from fragmented bullets and shit, then his fancy vehicles with with all these features must be fucking cool until come on come on you know where i'm going with this what is common to every single piece of tech you interacted with shit starts breaking the fuck down now what i want to know is what happens next he can't really call tech support can he yeah the bat boat radar seems to be fucked can i bring it to the service center today i need it back before sunset who the fuck does that shit Alfred is an old man and there's no way he can change a tire on the Batmobile. Forget realigning the rocket launcher because it got hit by a grenade. Who the fuck does he call? Lucius Fox? Have you ever seen the CEO of a multi-billion dollar conglomerate even pick up a fucking screwdriver? What the fuck? Who does he call? If he does it all himself, there is no way he has time to run a company and be a vigilante superhero. It just doesn't add up. Even him and Robin going at it 24/7 wouldn't be able to service just the vehicles. I mean these things take some abuse, right? Forget about optimizing and evolving lines of code, maintaining servers and all that shit. Who does that shit? I mean who fixes the door that lets the jet in through the waterfall when the damn thing jams up? Who cleans that rust? Nobody else knows the bat cave. Who keeps it in running order? You know this Batman doesn't have any superpowers apart from being rich and shit. Don't look away. There are definitely some haters in this room. Own up. It's okay. Nobody is judging, but here's the secret. What do we all know about products that come from big multinational conglomerates? Even the really high-end shit. Data farms at Google and all. That shit breaks down but Google has a team of engineers just monitoring it, right? Here's what I think. I think his real superpower, the one he keeps an absolute secret, it's his tech support. If there was a reality show about Batman, not a Hollywood movie, you would see the real key to his success. I'm just guessing, but you know what my guess is? 25 IT boys from Chennai sitting in there on retainer with maintenance cycles on fucking everything. He made them sign NDAs, found them a few girls they could talk to, and he might just get them into a party here and there. He hesitated for a moment and then unleashed the thickest Tamilian accent he could come up with. Mr. Wayne, your jacket is linked to your secure server in the bat cave. We are processing evidence for you real time and linking you to satellites that we have hacked. Sir, please humble request. Do not use to catch Pokémon. It causes security problems. In between the laughter, Vikas heard someone imitate his pronunciation of humble. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to get out of your face and let you go back to enjoying your night now. Have a good one. With his performance out of the way, the evening became much more enjoyable. Before he could find his friends, Vikas had to deal with someone running a digital media production house. Let me know if you'd like to shoot your set and put it up. We'd be happy to talk about how we can engage a wider fan base for you, the man said. I'm sorry, but I think that was the end of my stand-up career. I did this as a one-off. Thanks though, Vikas responded. He shook hands with the man and walked away. If you work at this shit, you might get half decent in a decade or so, Harsh said to Vikas. All of them were now gathered around a table with no chairs. Oh, you've got jokes. Want me to ask them to sign you up as well, fucker? Vikas asked. 
That was not as bad as I thought it would be, huh? Nishad smiled. Don't lie to him, bro. Bro, look for a job. I know it's been tough, but this is not the solution. You will need to do something else for money, couple said. Yeah, yeah, Vikas responded. The performances came to an end and the DJ took over, playing some nondescript dance music. Every now and then, someone would walk past the table and, and pat Vikas on the back. Hey man, good set. All that did was fuel the jibes about Vikas's growing fan base. It felt good. It felt comfortable. It felt familiar.